that's the thing I hear from a lot of my coaching clients right now when they are talking about work-life integration. Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy in your home, in your life, and in your job. Boy, joy in your job. You can't beat that, can you? I'm Anne Scotland, author, teacher, and emotional wellness expert, and I am here today to talk to you about getting help. Get help. Probably not the kind of help you're thinking about right now. This is episode number three in my series, Secrets to Successful Work-Life Integration. So we've already spent uh, two episodes talking about work-life integration and the new challenges we face in a new and different world where so often we have to work from home or we have a mixed combination of situations, home and office, and how life and work have become incredibly entangled in a way they didn't used to be. And, you know, in the old days, we talked about work-life balance because work was separate from life to a certain extent. Uh, But now I really prefer to talk about work-life integration because you can't really have one without the other anymore. So let's talk to you about that. So one of the ways to find successful work-life balance is to learn how to be patient and kind to yourself and learn specific ways of doing that. So if you missed that, please go back and check out last week. Uh, In the meantime, while you're here, please like and subscribe to this podcast um, that you're watching or on whatever platform you're listening. And please leave your comments and questions. I would love to hear from you and um, address some of your questions and comments right on the show. I always absolutely love to do that. So now here we go, week three. But before I do that, I just want to remind you of a couple other things. Uh, You can check out my website, annscotland.com. My producer is telling me you're forgetting all that stuff. You can also check out uh, my social media, Twitter and Instagram at annscotland. And if you would like, um, you can check the link on your screen and check out my brand new book, Live for Joy, which I am so excited about. It's an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful book full of motivation and inspiration and just little words of help and encouragement for your day. Uh, By me, there's 12 chapters, 12 themes around all the stuff we experience in life, whether it's your job, whether it's your family, your personal life, it doesn't matter. Let's find ways to live for joy. So check it out. Okay, so help me. (laughs) That's the thing I hear from a lot of my coaching clients right now when they are talking about work-life integration. And I say to them, I say, get help, get some help. They're like, I don't know how to even start that. How? From who, for start? And with what? Sometimes money is a challenge. Where do you even begin? Well, I'll tell you where to begin. Number one, don't be afraid to ask. Having a huge ego has never made someone successful, peaceful, and happy. (laughs) Or if it has, it's rare. Okay, I might be wrong. It's rare that that happens. So don't be so stuck on yourself in this idea that we have to do everything. Now I'm speaking to gals, I'm speaking to guys, but women in particular, often we have tried to manage and juggle three different life enterprises at once. And we still feel like somehow we're a failure if we ask for help. So ladies and gentlemen, 
don't be afraid to ask. And if you have a significant other, don't be afraid to ask them either. Maybe you can work out some teamwork that will help. So don't be afraid to ask. That's the biggest challenge. When I talk to my clients, I say, what stops you from getting help? And they just say, I just don't want to bother anybody. I mean, everyone has the same problems. Why My problems don't seem worse than anyone else's. Everybody's busy. Okay, well, if you're still feeling like you're running into crunch with your work-life integration, if you don't have time, if you're frustrated, if you're stressing out, guess what? You need help. And it's okay. It's okay, you guys. We used to be a society. We used to be a society, a culture. Humans are supposed to be a team. We're a pack animal. We're supposed to work and support each other. Um, it, no one ever expects unless it's extreme in emergency circumstances for one person to be carrying everything alone. So don't do it. Be willing to ask for help. Find yourself being more successful at your job and your life by being willing to ask for help. Okay, so how? Number two, what's next? Get help for your job. Get help for your job with your work-life integration to make it more successful Let's get some help with your job. How? All right, write this down. Make a mental note. I have two words for you. Streamline and delegate. Streamline and delegate. Those are the two best words I can think of to get you help for your job. Because sadly, in most cases, someone can't just go do our job for us, at least not in its entirety. So how can we become more efficient? How can we have less on our plate? How can we find ways to spend less time doing what we absolutely need to do? So uh, how can you streamline and delegate? How do you, you're like, okay, so what do I do? What do I, how do I talk to my boss about that? Well, first of all, good point. (laughs) Don't be shy about telling your boss what you need. Don't be shy. I have talked to so many people in management who found out later that an employee quit or that they were having a really hard time or they had to step aside for family issues. And they're like, if they had just asked me, I would have been more than happy to offer help and support in whatever way I could, but they just didn't. And then they left or they quit or whatever else happened. They're like, I wish they would ask. So don't be shy about asking your boss from what for what you need and demonstrate what's in it for them. So not just, I need this, I need this. I'm having challenges around childcare. I'm having challenges around my time. I can't get all my work done. It's not supposed to be a complain fest. It's an empowerment opportunity. Make it an empowerment opportunity when you ask your boss for help and demonstrate what's in it for them. My sales were X last month. And I believe that if I could cut my other responsibility hours down by 20% in some way or another, that I could increase my sales by X next month or whatever, however you measure your success, however your boss measures success. Maybe it's just the fact that you're easier to work with and less stressed and more able to communicate and support the team. Tell them that. Give it a shot. What's the worst case scenario? Really think about it. I'm just saying. Okay. And then, you know, other things, find out other ways to get help with your job. Talk to HR. If you work for a company, find out what are the resources your company already has that you might not even know about. 
or that you're not taking advantage of. Find out what those resources are. A lot of companies have an incredible amount of support systems already in place for you, but you have to either look for them or ask about them or at least give them a shot. So try one of those two things. Okay, so we are still talking about point number two, which is get help for your job. And we've just talked about ways to get help for your job if you're working in corporate life. But what if you're your own boss? Hmm. What if you're your own boss? Streamline and delegate. It's the same formula, streamline and delegate. If you're your own boss and you want to find better work-life integration, how can you get help when you are self-employed, when you are an entrepreneur, when you work for yourself? I have a few suggestions for you to help you streamline and delegate. Get a VA, get a virtual assistant. There are so many freelance platforms now where you can find someone for an affordable rate that works for your budget to work from you either domestically or internationally to do some of the busy work that you often do. This is particularly true if you're in a corporate job, if you're, well, if you're in um, a job that has a lot of management tools where you need CRM help, where you need help managing your contacts, your emails, your your newsletters, um, or if it's just other busy work. Now, it might be different if you're creating something with your hands. That's what I was trying to say. If you are making something, then it might not be a virtual assistant. It might be another assistant. Maybe they can help you prep so you can focus on the part that you're an expert at. In any case, virtual or manual, you want to focus on the part that you are an expert at that nobody can really do better than you in your business. So get an assistant, get a virtual assistant, get help. You will be surprised if you haven't tried this already, how inexpensive it can be. Filter them, look at their reviews, check them out, interview them. But I have long-term relationships with virtual assistants that I started working with over five years ago. Some have come, some have gone, and some have stayed. So check it out. And it's one of the great, greatest investments for my business that I have ever made. What else can you do if you're your own boss to streamline and delegate? Get a business coach. I coach a lot of entrepreneurial clients as well as corporate professionals. And a lot of the entrepreneurial clients are are coming to me saying, just give me some accountability. Help me with my deadlines. Um, Life is confusing enough with this work-life combination. And I don't have a boss anymore. I went out on my own at whatever point that was. And now I just need someone to motivate me, inspire me, help me set goals, help me reach those goals. Um, be a professional thought partner. And so I work with a lot of my clients to do that. So find a coach or find a mentor that it's a good fit for you. Get a business coach if you're your own boss. This can be, again, a tremendously useful uh, investment for you. If cost is still an issue, if you're still at the ground level, then find some groups that can give you support and accountability, whether that's social media, try Clubhouse. That's a huge burgeoning um, social media um, group right now where you can get motivation, where you can get accountability, where you meet incredible um, people and have enormous networking opportunities. But there's lots of other places. LinkedIn, if your LinkedIn page isn't up to par, do it. Start networking. Find groups that would love to have you and create a network. Become part of something. So it's free. It's absolutely free to find accountability and encouragement. So do that. If If you're your own boss, streamline. I did it this way. Streamline 
<laughs> streamline and delegate, whether it's your, you're your own boss or whether you work from someone else. Okay. So uh, point number one was don't be afraid to ask. Point number two, get help for your job. And my two keywords for you there are streamline and delegate. And number three, after you've gotten help for your job, number three, get help at home. Get help at home to help give you more successful work-life integration. There are so many issues with working from home, and you know many of them. You've heard many of them. And one of them is that designated work hours aren't always enforceable. We live with people. We have distractions. The UPS man comes. Someone's bringing an appliance. There's an endless stream of issues and distractions when you are working from home, either full-time or part-time. So here's my suggestion on how to get help at home. First, identify your biggest challenge. What is your biggest challenge right now about working from home? What is that part of work-life integration that is the home life part that is most often causing you a stumbling block in your work, in your job? What is it? Identify your biggest challenge and then get help at least around that one thing. At least get help around that one thing. So let me give you some examples. So um, tidiness, for example. Uh, some people loved going into the office because it was clean and neat and you know they, someone had always taken out the trash. There was no distractions and it was it was tidy. It wasn't messy. There weren't toys all over the floor, or dog toys or anything, <laughs> leftover dishes. They just loved coming into a clean workplace where they could really focus. For some people, that stuff doesn't really bother them, but others do. Tidiness. If tidiness in your house is, or lack thereof is one of the things that's aggravating you, that's helping keep you from reaching your greatest potential with your work-life integration, then let's find a way to be more tidy without creating more work for you and without taking more time. What about getting a house cleaner? You're like, well, but then I have a house cleaner coming and I'm trying to work and then I have to clean up the house for the house cleaner. And then they're there while I'm working. I'm trying to do Zoom calls. What am I supposed to do? Well, look at different days or even evenings. You'd be surprised how many housekeepers, cleaners are willing to work for you at the hours that you ask for. Maybe you want them to clean after six on a certain day of the week and you'll just be out. Or maybe you have a certain weekend morning or weekend afternoon that you're typically away from home. See if they'll come then. And if the cleaner that you have used in the past, if that doesn't work, maybe look for someone else. Find someone to clean around your schedule and don't feel obligated. In the meantime, this can really help you. Let them take on more responsibilities. Let them do those dishes. Let them put the food away. Uh, most cleaners are more than happy to do this, or as long as you specify what's involved, but take some of this off your plate and don't feel like you're a failure because the house is a mess or the counters are covered with dishes. Let's just give yourself a break. If tidiness is something that distracts you and makes you aggravated and pulls you away from work, then see if you can't get a house cleaner. And if money is an issue, I have some other suggestions here in a minute too. So, um, okay, here's another one, big one for a lot of people, kids. 
What about getting a sitter while you're at home? It doesn't make you a bad parent to get a sitter while you're at home. Maybe just a teenage friend or someone to come hang out with the kids and keep them out of your office. Um, in particular, if you are a single parent or you're the only parent at home and you can't kind of co-manage the kids when you're at home, um, you know, well, I'm on a call now. Can you watch them? And then when you're on your call, I'll watch them. Bring in someone else. It won't cost a lot of money or maybe a family member. Maybe you have a family member who might be willing to come in for three hours an afternoon, three days a week, something like that. Come kind of two hours. Once the kids could bring the kids home from school or be home when the kids get off school, just three days a week. So you can have set your meetings for those three afternoons when you have to have afternoon meetings, you know, find a solution and identify your biggest hangup and find a way to get help around that one thing. Do you have older kids? Well, they have to do their homework anyway. Is there anybody struggling in a particular subject? High school, what about getting a tutor? What if you have a tutor that comes in two days a week, you know, Tuesday, Thursday afternoon for an hour or two um, for one or more of your kids, you know, maybe that's a way you can, you can get some help and just have less distraction. Um, you can also work to find transportation solutions so that you're not the one always running back and forth uh, around the kids' schedules. So there's just some around kids. Another one I thought of was food. Um, a lot of people are like, now what am I supposed to grocery shop? You know, I work all day. And then I, by the time it's, you know, 5.36 before I end up wrapping up and I'm starving, hungry, hungry. Now I have to go to the grocery store. And so then I end up ordering takeout and eating badly. And like the whole thing is just a mess. When am I supposed to do that? I don't know if I have time to cook. Um, look at some of the other options. If you haven't already, look at getting groceries delivered directly to your house. You can just order them online, order them from your phone app. Um, often they're only, can, it can be like five to $10 for a delivery. Between all the time and money that might save you and gas and transportation and waiting in traffic and everything else, it might be worth just having them delivered directly to your door. Or something I've done now for several years is get weekly healthy boxed meals that you can cook or heat up. You know, you know, you know, the various brands, um, you know, you get two to four meals a week. They're a dinner for X number of people in your house. Some of them you basically just serve and heat or put in the oven and heat and others, uh, the ones I get, cause I like to cook, um, you actually prepare it, but everything already comes measured. You have exactly the amount of ingredients you need. Nothing goes to waste. You have a recipe to follow and you can do them in 20 or 30 minutes a lot of times and feel like you got a restaurant meal without taking the time and money to go to a restaurant. So check out some of those options around food. And last but not least, and this went back to tidiness, cleaning, all that stuff, which I like tidiness and I hate cleaning. That's just a fact. I like cooking. I don't like cleaning. Yeah. Okay. So what if money is an issue with any of these things, tidiness, kids, um, food, anything, what can you do that where you could trade services with someone else, you know, a friend, a family member, um, someone else from school, what if you're a great cook, but you hate cleaning? What if they hate cleaning and love cooking? You know, what if they're, if they're going to make a big pot of food two or three nights a week um, and you like cleaning, then why don't you let them bring the food and you go over one afternoon a week and clean for them or vice versa? You know, you're like, I'm happy to cook, but I just can't do the tidying and cleaning. Look for trades with family members, friends, even other parents, if you're a parent, um, where you can kind of co-op the work and make it quicker. 
and or even team up on work to just have more fun and save time. Again, this whole thing about about streamlining and delegating, streamlining and delegating is that you do what you're best at and that takes you the shortest amount of time. You do what you're best at and you find ways to either streamline or delegate those other things. So for number three, my challenge was identify your biggest hangup, hurdle, challenge, identify your biggest challenge and get help at least around that one thing. So get help so that you can find more successful ways to have happy and functional work-life integration. Number one, don't be afraid to ask. Number two, get help for your job. And number three, get help at home. And I hope I've given you some great ideas around that. Identify your biggest challenge and then get help at least with that one thing. So thank you so much again for joining me for Secrets to Successful Work-Life Integration and get some help. And next time in episode four, we're going to talk about how to really revolutionize your time management. You're like, wait, I've read every time management book there is. That's okay. In fact, that may help paint the full picture. How to revolutionize your time management we're talking about in the next episode, episode number four. So please be sure to check in for that so that you have a full toolbox, Secrets to Successful Work-Life Integration. Again, do me a huge favor. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Follow this link. Check out my book, Live for Joy. Brand new, just came out. I can't wait for you to see it and uh, hear from you about that. And check me out on my website, anscotland.com. I so look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you so much for joining me here. Um, I hope you get some help so that you can live in your joy. Have a wonderful day.